Hey, what's going on, everyone? My name's Chad. So glad that you're with us here on a new episode of our podcast, On the Spot. And I'm here with a good buddy of mine, Nathan. What's up, Chad? Yeah, we are on the spot. When we started this podcast, we decided we were always going to be outside of the church building because that's kind of what Parkview is all about, being yeah. out in the community. Love that we're doing that. And today we are in my backyard. I'm living in this house for only one more week, so I wanted to be kind of sentimental with the podcast today. You've achieved that. I have definitely achieved that. Everything's yeah. in boxes. So yeah. thanks for being in my backyard yeah, today, dude. Chad. And we've got a really good conversation today uh, with a good friend of ours, Justin Ozinga. He's the president of Ozinga Ready Mix. That's right. A uh, pretty big uh, company here in the Chicago area. And uh, it's a great conversation about, you know, how he marries God and life and work and puts it all together. It's a fascinating conversation. Yeah, and what he's kind of learning right now, yeah. too, what God is teaching. I think yeah. you're going to like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Chad. Oh, boy. Yeah, you always get to do this to me, so can I do it to you? Sure. Yeah, I'm putting you on the spot, my great. friend. Let's do it. In your backyard, on the spot. Okay. Well, there's no other, okay. no better place. <laughs> Chad, when you were a kid, when you were a kid, um, did you ever... <laughs> Did you ever, you know, take something that wasn't yours and maybe no, just I've never done that. something that was very, very valuable and maybe just get rid of it? <clears throat> okay, so I did tell you the story and I see what you're doing. Uh, yeah. The answer is yes. See what I'm I, doing. I, I did take something that was very valuable from someone else. It was my dad and I, I stole one of his baseball cards. You talk about the card. Yeah. So it was one of these cards that was really good, you know, and, and when I was young, I collected baseball cards and I wanted to impress one of these other older kids with my new card. And so I stole it from my dad, and I went and I traded it off. Yeah, for and a it, card that I don't even remember. You're under you're undervaluing this thing. It was from like the 1950s, yeah, it was back 1950s, when they gave you like Hall of Fame baseball player Al Kaline. Yeah, yeah played good for the Tigers. Lord, Chad. I, yeah, it was a good move. Yeah, your parents still love you, evidently. They do but still good love me. Lord, it's got to yeah. be hard. It, yeah, but I man, talk about trying to come clean on stealing something from your dad. <laughs> That was terrifying. We could I have bet. a whole episode. Yeah, about we totally how to come could. How Chad came clean. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you for listening to this episode of Parkview on the Spot. Enjoy the interview with Justin. Hey, Justin. Hello. Thanks for joining us on the spot, man. For sure. It's good to see you, Chad. Yeah. Glad you're here too. I Dude, promise. I'm thrilled to be here with you. Yeah. And with Justin. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Um, Justin, we are sitting in my backyard. Um, I'm getting ready to move. Everything's in boxes inside. Chad. You, Same. Yeah. I'm getting ready to move, too. Do you have a closing date? No, we don't have a closing date. Uh, Chad, a, why were you in the kiddie pool when I drove up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was hot, man. <laughs> it is pretty Justin hot out here. Is pretty hot Justin out. is sitting right in front of my children's <laughs> kiddie pool. Yeah. And the water is only like a day old. There's no right. mosquitoes. No mosquitoes yet. Yeah, so, so we are getting ready to move. It looked move. good. That's right. Yeah, it yeah. looked good. Uh, and everything's in boxes. And as we've been packing these boxes... All these memories come flooding back from like my kid bringing my kids home from the hospital, all that kind of stuff. Um, Justin, I feel like every time I talk to you, family is really important. For do sure. You, do you have like a favorite family memory from growing up? And if so, can you take us there? Uh, favorite family memory growing up? Uh, let's see. That's a good question. Ah. Uh, Put me on the spot here. It's okay. Hey, we, it's working. It, it, it is working. <laughs> yeah, working. It is working. It's exactly what we're well, trying I'd, to do. I'd have to say probably my favorite memory. It's it's a bunch of memories, but uh, back at, uh, 21 years ago, I was 15 years old. My dad took a year off of work, and we just traveled the world for a year. Holy and cow. So we, we went just about That'll everywhere. That'll do. Yeah. That'll do. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk so, about that. Yeah. That was incredible. Where'd you go? What was your favorite spot? Uh, for me, it was probably Australia, New Zealand, you know, different parts of Europe and stuff like wow. that. And, you know, it's, it was uh, just a great time to, I, I got really into scuba diving and snorkeling and all that kind of stuff. And I, I still have that passion today. Yeah, you still do it? Oh, yeah. I yeah. have never been scuba diving. It's 
pretty incredible. Uh, have you scuba dived in Lake Michigan? No, I've never done that. Have we you? Should, no, can, we should go. Can you scuba dive? Well, of you course can you scuba can. dive anywhere. You scuba, di- can sure. you scuba dive in that little yeah. pool over there. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- sure. I would not recommend it. <laughs> my, my kids have been in there. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> no, yeah. I actually I actually prefer like uh, skin diving now over scuba diving, which oh, is just go. like snorkeling and yeah. going down and holding your breath for a while. It's yeah, man. real peaceful. Yeah, where do you do that? Uh Wherever. Yeah. We were um, out in Hawaii recently, and so I was doing a bunch of it there and, you know, swimming over different turtles and fish. And That's awesome, You have to remember man. to go back up when you're down pretty deep because it gets a little dangerous if you're down too long. It's important to come back yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. You know, breathing is somewhat important. What, what's the what's the thing you get if you come up too fast? Is it scurvy? What do you get? No, hypoxia. That's, hypoxia. That, that's oh, with scuba diving, right, because of the, no, I think it's the nitrogen bubbles. Yeah. Yeah, don't do yeah. that. Don't do that. Don't, don't go up too fast. Why, yeah. What made your dad take that year off? I think he was probably just a little burned out at work, and uh, well, the kids were growing up really fast, and he decided mm-hmm. to take a break and just know, with get you? away from it all. No, it was, uh, so my mom, and then I have five brothers and no sisters, and okay. so it was the six of us. And Yeah, the whole family. And he just totally disconnected and didn't check into work at all, and he just, you know, we, we left sometime around June, and I think we got back in, like, April, May, sometime then the following year. And yeah, awesome. Just, wow. It was crazy back then because that was before the internet, uh, before apps, before sure. much of anything. So yeah. the only thing he booked was to England, and from there on out, he didn't know where we were staying from one night to the next. So yeah. it was Are you very serious? Just crazy. <clears throat> that was pre nine eleven. That was all of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No TSA. Yeah. So he'd have to go like these, you know, like the visitor center. Like who's to, goes to a visitor center in yeah. a town anymore? But that's to true. get brochures, he'd get the brochures <laughs> to like what's there to do in this town that's and awesome. where, where do I stay and. Like, ooh, Amish furniture. Right. Very cool. <laughs> uh, so it was very adventurous. Like, it was just, you know, from yeah. one day to the next, it was like, where do you want to go? I don't know. That's yeah. cool, man. Do you yeah. feel like you're pretty adventurous now because of your upbringing? Yeah, I would say so. I, I definitely like, uh, you know, surprises and adventure and that kind of stuff. And I get a little bored if I don't have some of that going on. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. we'll talk about what you're in the middle of right now. So I'm on a sabbatical. Uh, picked a super year to do the same thing, you <laughs> know, you go, 21 man. years later. and <laughs> Uh, and the world hasn't shut down in over 100 years, and that's the year I decided to take a sabbatical and yeah. tra- try to travel the world. Yeah. And so we started off in Hawaii and then uh, went to uh, Bora Bora on the way over to New Zealand, traveled the whole country from north to the south and, wow. and south end of the South Island for mm. about a month in New Zealand, and then went through Indonesia. And we were actually in Singapore when this thing hit. Mm. It, was, it was coming right behind us, like Australia shut down right yeah. behind us, and then we were in Indonesia and... All the reservations behind us at the Airbnb were getting canceled Thanks. while we were staying Thanks, there. Thanks, 2020. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thanks. And then we got to Singapore, and, and that was, like, starting to lock down. And then the morning I woke up, we were supposed to fly to Cambodia. I already had the flight I had the flight booked already. And the brochures. And my brother's calling me. He's like, you got to get out of there. Like, yeah. don't go. And I'm like, what do you mean? that They're, they're not shutting Cambodia down until tomorrow, and I'm getting yeah. in today. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's like, that's a... You know, it's a communist country. They might not let you out Holy if you get sick, cow. you know? Yeah. And I'm like, I'll be fine. And and then well, you my... Got, you got a little bit of your dad in you, right? Yeah. I, was yeah, like, yeah. I didn't care, really. Yeah, I was yeah. like, whatever. Like, th- I felt like it was a wave we were surfing. You know, we're sure. getting ahead of it the whole time. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was yeah. a little and bit fun. who were fun. you with? Who were you with, though? It wasn't just you. No, like, no. It was my wife, uh, Annie, and then my five daughters. So Yeah. My, yeah sorry, I should have mentioned that. But no, it's okay. My I mean, daughters are uh, 17 to 8. And, and uh, about every two years, and so I have no sons, and they were just along for the ride, and having, we're having a blast. Yeah, together. what did they think? Were they scared, or they didn't know? I didn't tell okay. them. We we didn't watch the news hardly at all, and so we were just messing around and holy cow. enjoying the different cultures, and you know having what, fun. What uh, what made you want to do the sabbatical? Uh, I think 
similar to my dad, just taking a break and uh, getting away from things. Mm. And uh, I think, you know, there, when you work, like if you're a professional athlete or, you know, some of these other jobs, like you might put in your all for like 10 years. You know, it's a pretty short career. Yeah. And, and those guys, you know, they work their, you know, their butts off. And, and then there's like, a you know, finish line pretty quickly. When you're in business, especially the, the higher you are, like executive or even, you know, anybody in business for that matter, it's, it could be a 40 or 50 year marathon. It's a long right. stretch. Yeah. So to, if you have the opportunity to take a year off and, and just take a breather, um, sure. it's like life giving. Yeah. How you old know? are you, Justin? I'm 41. Okay. All right. Yeah. You got a long way to go. Yeah. And so then the other thing, my my oldest daughter, Michaela, she's going off to college next year. Okay. And so my kids are growing up really quick, and this sure. is sort of like one of the this year or next year would have been the last year to like have them all yeah. to, to be able to take away without you know having to miss college or that kind of thing. And so how how's it? I mean, how are you experiencing sabbatical? How's it going? It, it was going <laughs> it awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> how's it going? Up? And I can hardly complain because yeah. nobody's going to feel bad for me. But uh, and, and we're all healthy, so. I want to know what it was like being in Singapore. Half none of your family knows that coronavirus is going on, and getting back here and realizing, holy crap, everything is different. What was that like? It, it was terrible. I mean, it was <laughs> n- nobody likes coronavirus. You said you promised you weren't going to bring up coronavirus. Well, I, I'm just curious. I'm just I'm curious. kidding. It's fine. No, uh, you're not kidding. No. So one of the hardest parts about coming back was like so the, the thing you miss the most when you go out of you know on a trip like that for a long time for months on end is you miss your family, your friends, that kind of sure. stuff. So we get back, and everybody thinks we have leprosy because we were traveling so much. <laughs> so the last thing they wanted Unclean. to do is have us around them. Yeah, right, right. So you get back, and you think, well, at least we're going to go back and hang out with our peoples, you know? Nobody and hang out with you. No, nobody wanted to see us, yeah. like, whether it was parents or in-laws or, you know, nobody. Like, so we were just like... Nobody loves us, <laughs> but it was it was the coronavirus, and, sure. and I understand now. But Justin wouldn't hug us either when he showed up. Well, it's good. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of complex. It, it's all right. So pre sabbatical, um, how did you balance family and job and just the craziness of life and the stress of work and that kind of stuff? Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I think it's always a challenge. I, I would say, um, what was it about a year and a half, two years ago? Um, I was I sort of hit a wall at work, and this maybe that's one of the reasons why I decided to take the sabbatical too. Is uh, I just was getting very stressed out, and you know uh, my mind was too into work, like where I was sure. just uh, maybe you know giving it way too much authority over my attention, and you know with these stupid iPhones nowadays, and you can't get away from anything, mm-hmm. and uh, it's really hard to take a break, and and so I just was starting to have like panic attacks and stuff and, and huh. just was not well mentally at all. And, mm. you know, one of the, probably like the peak of my insanity a little bit was I, uh, I started going to, um, counseling to get some like clarity and help and yeah, you know, collect my thoughts and that kind of stuff. I, I wrote an article on LinkedIn about it, value of hard work. Okay. And, uh, I started going to this, uh, counseling stuff and, you know, stepping away from like the phone, especially when I get home from work, putting it down, you know, making sure I have, you know, some time to breathe and all that kind of stuff, get away from it. And then I get home one day and there's this fish tank on the island of my kitchen in a little bowl. And I'm like, oh, when did we get a fish? And my wife, Annie, <laughs> looks at me like, are you crazy? I'm like, what? And she goes, that's been there for like a year. <laughs> I'm like, are you, you're kidding, right? And she's like, no, its name is Bubbles. Holy cow! And, it's, and I'm like, wow. Okay. Like this is not good. Yeah. You know, I, I've 
officially like I need to I'm I'm not present at yeah, all sure. with yeah. my family yeah. with you know with which is the most important thing and you yeah. know I've, as a believer as a believer, believer in Christ like sure you, I would say to anybody yeah that's the first priority in my life that's the most important thing mm. but yet I was putting work ahead of that hmm. unbeknownst to myself yeah but your family noticed they did yeah they did yeah. you know and, and you know they they'll tell you but you know, you start to get irritated when they tell you too much because you're so busy at work and productive and you have all these important things to do. And then so you get irritated if they nag you or whatever. And yeah. And so then they stop bothering you. But that doesn't make the problem go away. No, <laughs> no it doesn't. It makes it worse. How did you write a couple of questions um, from that story? How, how did you find a counselor? Because I feel like for a lot of guys, yeah. like just going to a counselor is yeah. right. You know, you don't want to go because you're admitting defeat. Right. Like, how did you? Right. Like, is there like a secret like no. network of people where you don't no. have to tell anybody? Well, I have, I'm thankful that uh, Bill Brown reached out, and I think my wife might have called him or something. Yeah, and who's said, Bill? This guy tell needs people help. who Bill is. Bill Brown, executive pastor of Parkview, yeah. and a uh, great friend of mine. Yeah. And he he's he's uh, awesome. I went out to lunch with him a couple times, and he's like, "Yeah, you could use some, uh, <laughs> you could use some uh, uh, just clarity in this area." And yeah. so he referred me to a guy. Awesome. And, uh, it went very well, and and I think it's it, it doesn't have to be this long ongoing thing. It could just be you know a few times or a few months or whatever. But for yeah. me, it, it just brought a lot of clarity. Yeah, it's good to have someone like reflect you and speak into your life, like looking at a mirror. That's not like, personally right. like you know. That's right. The emotions aren't involved. Yeah. Yeah, were there any tools that the counselor gave you? Like, because you were, I mean, you were struggling. Yeah. Right? It was probably heavy. And right. Even though you didn't notice it, you probably felt it. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, what were some tools that the counselor gave you in that season of life when you were struggling? Yeah, I would say um, the, the biggest takeaway that I had, and I wrote that in the LinkedIn article, is, you know, so I grew up uh, with my father that he really wanted us to, to work hard in our life and everything that we do. And it's, yes, what the Bible says, too, you know, give it sure. all your might. And uh, so I, I took that sort of growing up as, you know, work really hard at work, work only, you know, like as in right. your career. Right. And so if I was on the weekend or, you know, if I took off, uh, whether it was vacation or just like if I took a Wednesday off or something, it was a nice day like it is today. I would be sitting in my backyard and, and I'd feel like, you know, I'm being lazy right now. I need to get right. back to work. You're not like, producing. I'm not producing something. <laughs> I'm not being effective. I'm right. not like... Even though I'm like having a great time with my wife and kids, like mm. I, I just felt an edge. Yeah, and and it was like mind blowing to me. I was in this counseling session, and the guy's like, "So, what makes you think that hard work only applies to your career?" Mm. And I'm like, "What do you mean? Like, what else would it apply to?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Well, you can Let's work talk hard. about bubbles, the fish. Right, How about we talk right, about bubbles? exactly? <laughs> like, you can work hard at feeding bubbles. No, you you can work hard at your marriage. You can work hard at your relationship with God. You can work hard at." At resting, like yes. you, you yeah. can work hard at like taking a break. You could work hard at all kinds of things. You don't just have to work hard at work. Hmm. He's like, you need, you need, you know, it's, it's cliche, but balance in your life with, you know, with all kinds of things and, and put those in priority of what's most important. And I had those That's priorities good. mixed up. And so then when I, after I had that sort of, you know, <laughs> it, it sort of sh went through my brain, yeah, I understood it. And when I take a day off or even the sabbatical now, and I still struggle with it a little bit, but sure. uh, I'm working hard at working. And before people would say like, oh, you're working real hard today. And, and it would bother me because I'm like, well, I'm not really. And thanks for, you know, letting Rubbing me know my that. Face. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but like just the other day I was in my backyard, I'm on sabbatical and, and I'm good with this. And, and 
one of the neighbors came up to me and says, oh, you're working hard today, huh? I'm like, yeah, I'm working hard at relaxing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm working hard at, you know, taking a break with my sabbatical. And mm. I feel good about that. Yes. That's fine. Yeah. Has it, has it changed the way you see God at Ooh. all? Dang, Chad. Yeah. I, I, has it changed the way I see God? Um, that's a great question, Chad. I think for me, I would say it didn't when I was traveling because there was so much like sort of entertainment. Yeah. We were moving a lot, like every three to four days probably, or, you know, maybe we'd stay at a place for a week or two, but most places it was a few days and we move on. And so it was very entertaining. Like nothing ever got old. And when it did, you're on to the next, on to the next. Yeah. 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 And so like traveling like that was very dynamic, exciting. And we were walking 20,000 steps a day, miles and miles. Just awesome. You no, know, we didn't really drive much or, you know, try not to rent the car if we could just walk everywhere. And so it's very distracting, and then you're just exhausted at the end of the day, and, and you, you fall asleep, you sleep good. And, but then when I got home after COVID, and now I have nothing but time, all your wife and kids go back to their normal, like, that. life was normal for them, like, at home, like it is now in the summer. Like, the kids yeah, are out running around school. the neighborhood. Right, right. And my wife's, you know, doing her thing with the house or organizing or, you know, hanging out with her friends. And everybody I know is at work. You know? Except you. <laughs> Except for <laughs> Except me. You. And, and I'm just like, well, man. what am I doing here? Yeah. Like, this What's is my purpose. Well, yeah. It's, so it's been a struggle for me, just sure. to be honest, of, sure. of just sitting home. And because I'd much rather be on the road traveling. And every time I make plans, like the state gets shut down, I plan on going through. Right, but, right. <laughs> and, and it's not that I'm complaining. It's just, you know, me being honest about my situation. I'm, I'm very thankful for everything that I have. Um, but. It's it's sort of like I've been telling people it's sort of like this um, Abraham or Moses in the desert like the, you know the Lord doesn't uh, take any opportunity and, and not use it sure mm-hmm. and so like yeah I feel like I'm I'm out with the sheep a little bit <laughs> you know, like t- tending sheep like yeah. in a field that you know by myself type of thing yeah you know like yeah. you know how many years did David spend uh, out in, in the wilderness or, or Abraham out in the you know hey go go travel leave your country and you know i'm going to make you into a great nation and yeah. 40 years later later he's still you know just wandering around the desert yeah yeah mm-hmm. you know or, or moses you know 40 years you know uh, before he became a great leader and that type mm-hmm. of thing and uh so I, i'm trying to embrace it from that side and say Good, you know man. what what am i learning from this and this quiet and this solitude and it's actually a really hard thing because yeah. you know it's it's to, to quiet your mind enough to just um listen you know, take that time to listen and, and connect closer to God. Dude, that's great, man. Yeah. What, have, what have you learned? What have you learned? Uh, what I've learned is that our relationship with God, with Jesus Christ, is that you get you get for yourself what you put into it. And mm-hmm. it's, it's similar to a marriage, okay? So mm-hmm. um, would you expect to have a great relationship with your spouse if you spent, like, maybe, you know, hey, I just wanted to say hi today and... Um, Thanks for breakfast this morning. See you later. My first year of marriage, yes. That's what I expected, right. but it didn't go well. So. Right. And, and then, so maybe you talk to him or her for, you know, 10 seconds a day and, you know, let's quick pray before we eat. And mm-hmm. that's your communication. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's right. it. Right. Sure. And then you don't have a great marriage. You don't have a, you know, or friendship or anything. And so you sort of get what you get out of it. And uh, when when you spend more time with God, whether it's in the Bible or just prayer, meditation, um, I've told people before, if, if you, it's it's a challenge, but if you say, like, set your timer on your phone for 30 minutes of mm-hmm. prayer time, the first five minutes is you talking to God, 
and telling them everything that's on your mind, and then you pretty much run out of things to say, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, <laughs> right. pray, pray for this, pray for that, like, and it's all like selfish stuff, right, like, right. you know, help me in this situation, or this person's sick, or whatever, you know, like, I don't feel good, like, help me here, <laughs> all the stuff that's important to you, right? And then about five minutes go by, maybe seven, and then you still have another 23 minutes of time on that timer, and it's just like, well, now what? Well, so there's a, there's a quote, and I'm, I, I don't know who said it, but so I'm, I just maybe say should it was say Maya it. Angelou. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that one. She says everything. Great. So so it says uh, when we talk to God, it's called prayer, but when God talks back, it's schizophrenia. Yeah, <laughs> 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 right. Yeah, people think we're we trained don't hear to think that way. Right, yeah. right, right. And so what's interesting is after that five seven minute period, whatever it is, and you just still your mind and you, you stop requesting things or stop talking. All of a sudden, all these thoughts come to mind. It could be a Bible verse. It mm -hmm. could be the guy or girl that you ran into that you said, hey, you know, I'm sorry you're going through that. I'll pray for you. And you never did. And now yeah. you can. And, and, and then yeah. all of a sudden, that thought comes to mind. Yep. And, and so that's really the communication that you get when you have that quiet time. Is, and that's where the Holy Spirit kicks in and starts praying for you. Mm -hmm. and, and that's where prayer is so powerful. It's not like a lot of people struggle with like, what does prayer mean and what's the point and does it help and all this kind of stuff and I don't know what to pray for and well that's because a lot of times you don't quiet your mind enough to let the Holy Spirit tell Prompt, you what to yeah. pray for sure. to prompt you what to sure. pray for and to remind you of all the things you told people you're going to pray for <laughs> yeah, that yeah, we yeah. never do and me included that's obviously. never happened yeah right. and, and not to get all weird and spiritual and stuff yeah. but you said the Holy Spirit prays for you yeah. what in the world does that mean yeah good great yeah. question so. When, when you become a believer in Jesus Christ, he yeah. promises his spirit um, to dwell inside of you. Mm -hmm. And and that gives you life uh, connection with God through mm -hmm. the spirit that lives inside of you. And that could mean a, a lot of things. But one of the, the biggest benefits is the communication part of it. Mm -hmm. And when, when we are able to sit in quiet and, and read the Bible and that kind of stuff, you do hear from God. And, and I've multiple times in my own life, I've experienced that. Mm -hmm. And, and it's probably the biggest blessing you'll ever have in life is to have communication with the creator of the universe. Like, who, who are we yeah. to be able to have that? But but that is something that the Bible promised us, and hmm. it's it's an awesome deal. That's cool. Yeah, so coming off sabbatical, I mean, eventually you're going to end sabbatical, right? Yeah. I would yeah. imagine. For sure. Maybe. Maybe. Depending on how this world goes. <laughs> no, I, I, I mess with my wife. I, next week I'm done. I'm going back to work. <laughs> right. You know? That's right. If this thing does, this stupid COVID yeah. thing doesn't end, i got to do something. Yeah. yeah. So how, how will this change how you, how you work, how you do life at the office, how you run the business? Yeah. Good question. That's a great question. Uh, I, I don't know. I think I'll, hopefully I'll be a lot more relaxed and, mm. and have more of an eternal perspective. Mm. Um, like try to talk with, uh, you know, people more about more important things like, you know, eternal things and that kind of yeah, stuff and yeah. not be so like transactional. And I, I think it's easy to get into like this hamster wheel in business where the most important thing is the product or service you're working on or yeah. trying to fix or get better, you know, all the, uh, the ambulance chasing with going after all the problems and tyranny, the urgent and all that kind of stuff. And it just sort of, it, it takes over your mind mm. and j taking a break and realizing that everything's still going on is probably working better without me there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and nothing, you know, nothing's changed. Like it's, yeah, you know, it's the, the, so I'm in the concrete business. Uh, my family started the business, not my great grandfather in 1928. Wow. So I'm fourth generation owner with my five brothers and one cousin. And there's something like 32 grandkids in the fifth generation. 
Um, a few of them are starting to work internships already, but it's still there and everything's fine. And, you know, and I'm not there, I'm not, you know, doing anything. And, uh, and, and so it's just a great, you know, learning lesson that you don't have to be so like deep in the weeds on everything. Right. Yeah. And, uh, just to, you know, take a, take those steps back, you know, weekly or daily or whatever. Sure. Like, don't, don't be so, you know, crazy about it. Yeah. You, you're, you're pretty successful. I would say. Well, I, I, from my I, perspective, yeah. you've been successful. Yeah. Um, can you take us back, like growing up, and um, like how did, what kind of challenges did you encounter along the way? Because um, you know, you say we're a family-owned business. My grandfather, all these generations. You sound so blessed, and like everything was easy. But I would imagine it hasn't always been easy no. in business for you. Um, what kind of challenges did you encounter early on as you were figuring yourself out? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, the the business started in 1928, and then the Great Depression hit shortly thereafter, and yeah, then the next generation took over, and then World War II hit, and they had to shut down the business, mm. and then the next generation took over, and there was like a big financial crisis, and then we took over, and then the 2008, you know, Great Recession, recession hit. Yep. Mm. <laughs> so it's just like I feel like every generation that starts is like you know yeah, starts at the, like yeah like <laughs> yeah. majorly you know put to the test, which I think is good. Like sure. you, you start humble, like. If you were to start and take over as a generation and things were just skyrocketing, you'd be like, I'm a genius. You know? <laughs> and, and I did all Superman this. Superman syndrome. I did all right. This. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like, no, we're going to take a cane to your back and see how that feels. And, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, and, but that's good. I think that's humble beginnings are good like that. But uh, no, so me personally, challenges, it's, I started off. Um, you know, college education, uh, you know, you're going to move up to the office, right? No, my dad's like, here, here's a 30 pound air hammer. Go chisel out the That's concrete great. drums for 12 to 14 hours a day. And, yeah. you know, there's 800 pound chunks of concrete falling on you and you got to get out of the way before you get killed. And, we don't let our employees do that anymore. <laughs> that's that's how I, I was like. That, can I come over and try that? I right, want to try that. Right. It's like it's, it's not like policy. That, it sounds kind of fun. It it's not that, policy. That, that, that podcast or the show, Dirty Jobs, yeah, like yeah, Mike yeah. Rowe, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that that's one of the dirty jobs is air hammering concrete out of the drums. You now have an HR department, right? Yeah, exactly. That's right. So you know, th those those were good memories, though. Like sure. you know, uh, and then just. The ready mix business in general is just a tough business, sure. like most businesses are. You know, one, one step ahead, two steps back, and but it, it keeps you humble, and it's uh, it's been a blast to to work with my brothers, and we all get along great, and it's cool. Have you had a lot of opportunity to be on job sites? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm curious if you don't mind me putting you on the spot. Uh, what's the worst job nightmare you've ever experienced? <laughs> Without naming names and companies. Just what's the, what's the one of the worst experiences you've had? Uh, wait, so, <laughs> job disaster. Yeah, that's that's a good question. Uh, so one one of them that was interesting that comes to mind. There's there's been plenty, believe me. There's a lot of them. <laughs> we got time. But, but but one one that was good. So we're we're doing this uh, roller compacted concrete. It's it's like a really. Uh, low slump or like very stiff concrete and okay. and uh, low slump is that what yeah you said? Sl slump is like the measure of how liquid or fluid a concrete is like the you, higher you it didn't is, know that uh, yeah <laughs> shut up Chad you did not <laughs> wow I'm so surprised Nathan so so anyways it's it's concrete that's made that's like very dry and uh, so we're doing this job at Thornton Quarry which is over on I80 okay um, in the town of Thornton like right on the border of Indiana yeah, and close Illinois. to Indiana yeah. over there. And when you drive over an I-80, you see the, the quarries on both sides. Sure. Well, the, the north side of that quarry, the north side of I-80, 
the Metropolitan Water Reclamation District took that over, and they're using that for, like, sewage overflows during big storms. But they needed to build a big concrete dam in between the two quarries underneath the, the, underneath the bridge. Underneath the road, yeah, yeah, the bridge. Yeah. And so one of the contractors was awarded the job, and I was actually in his office for something else, and he's like, hey, I got this job. You want it? I said, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> because it was just like one of these jobs that like you know nothing but headaches and he's like come on man help me out here and i'm like fine we'll, we'll, we'll take a look at it and there was this crazy engineer from california that was overseeing it <laughs> and, and uh anyways never wore shoes it was weird no it was yeah n- nothing like that but anyways there, there was a lot of challenges with this job but 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 one of the things that was interesting about it is once you start the the damn job you know you, you were the you damn, damn guide i'll be you your want. damn guide You're right yeah. yeah and uh so once you start it you can't stop it so like we had a contract that said if if your plant breaks down you have to be up and running in 24 hours or else like you might be buying the damn job that, right you know, <laughs> That's the, right. You know <laughs> like yeah. the whole, uh, and, and this thing for the like damn multi, job multi-million dollar right. yeah. thing right is that typical of a contract was that weird or was that no that's okay. not typical. okay like, okay yeah. yeah no 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 it's it's very unusual to yeah. have a job that's so it's already like, it's twenty four seven you know, right. and so I get a phone call one day. Actually, I just got back from Cuba with you know Braden Looper, who was yeah. one of your previous guests. Can we plug that now? Thank you, Justin. You can check out the conversation with Braden Looper. What episode was it, Chad? <laughs> what episode was it? <laughs> Number three. Number three. Episode three. Go. Go nice shameless my, my plug. Braden Thank Looper. you, Justin. Go listen to that conversation. Right. Go ahead, Justin. All right. So I, I get back from Cuba, and uh, and. I get a phone call and the plant's broken, right? Like the, the mixer broke. And so I'm like, okay, well, when will it be up and running? They said that should be up and running in an hour. And so this is a paddle mixer. So it's it's like a big shaft and there's paddles in there. There's there's two shafts. It's called a twin shaft mixer. But so they went to go start the mixer up again, but they didn't line up the shafts with the paddles. So when they turned it on, it was like crunching two blenders together, <laughs> which is and the, and the whole machine basically like, you know, just got oh, destroyed. Oh, man. And then they call me back, and they're like, uh, we have a problem. Oh, you know? Yeah. And uh, I'm like, oh, got to be kidding me. Like, And so I'm like, well, how soon can we get these new paddles? He's like, well, they're in Florida. And the, and the soon as we can get them up by, like, truck is, like, 18 hours, and it's going to cost whatever, I don't know, $25,000 or something. I'm like, that makes no sense. Uh, we, we was, like, right within an hour window of, you know, if it even worked, of getting back up and running. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So... We've flown aviation, different stuff. It's been in our past for a while. And so I called a local guy at the airport. I'm like, hey, do you have a plane that can haul this much weight, and how soon can oh I get it down gosh. to Florida? <laughs> yeah. It's a King Air. It's a King Air 350. Okay. okay. And so he's like, yeah, I got it. It could be ready in an hour. I'm like, sweet. So I call my guy up, my maintenance guy, and I'm like, how soon can you be at the airport? And he's like, what are you talking about? We're going to Florida. I got to fix this mixer. <laughs> I'm going like, to Florida. no, you're not. You're flying down to Florida <laughs> to get these yeah, paddles. Man. And I said, and by the way, tell him to have the stuff waiting for you at the airport. Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, all right, I'm on it. So we, we he went down did there. Did you fly the plane? No, I did not fly the oh, plane. Oh, man, this story would have been amazing. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I got on this plane, never flown before. I flew the plane no, to Florida. No, no, that would have been good. <laughs> but they're, they're like strapping in these. Well, it's a little bit crazy, the whole thing. That there's like these 100-pound or 80-pound paddles, like these heavy metal paddles that they're like putting in seatbelts. Because like there's there's turbulence, you're gonna have these things like yes, flying you know, everywhere. And it's a yeah. pressurized airplane. It's not a good combination, you right? Know? No, no. So 
luckily, like thankfully, they made it all the way back to Chicago, got this stuff back, got the mixer up and running in less than 12 hours. No kidding. Yeah, wow. and, and, and we had the job back running again. And it was just like wow. everybody was, you know, high-fiving each other. It was a pretty cool moment. Now, every time I drive yes. on I-80, I'm going to know that story. Yeah. That's a great Anybody story. who drives yeah. I-80. I know. It, yeah. It's still there. Like, it hasn't yeah. fallen yeah. over yet. So it's <laughs> good. That's it's good, good, man. Yeah. yeah. It's good. <laughs> you got good product. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks, Justin. Yeah. Good conversation. Good conversation, yeah. I learned a lot of good uh, concrete terms today. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot to research can you, later. Can you remember one of them? Um, <laughs> paddle. Paddle, okay, good. A, a twin shaft paddle. Uh, Am yeah, I close? Am yeah, I close? Yeah, yeah, twin it's a shaft twin shaft mixer, mixer with paddles. See, mixer. Yeah. Thank shaft you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's great. Thank you. <laughs> Taught me a lot, Justin. Yeah, yeah. man. Uh, well, guys, thanks for joining us. Justin's been good to be with you, bro. For really sure. Really appreciate you sharing with us and, you know, open up your life a little bit with us. Yeah, um, sure. You know, if you heard this conversation and you'd like to, uh, maybe just to reach out to us, maybe you've got some questions about some of the stuff that Justin was talking about, uh, you can email us on the spot at parkviewchurch.com. We'd love to connect with you. Um, but you know what? Even more importantly, we would just like to know what you thought of the podcast. So we'd love for you to write a review. You can do that. Um, or you can just hit subscribe and wait for the next one because the next one's going to be good too. So It is. Yeah. Anyways, glad you're joining us. Have a great day. Yeah. Thanks, Thank Justin. you. Thanks, Justin. Pleasure. See you, buddy.